Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you for joining us and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 120, and tonight we've got a very special episode. Tonight is the Battle of the Breakout Rooms. That's right. This week, Microsoft Teams has released a brand new feature that everybody has been waiting for breakout rooms and tonight we've got two amazing co-hosts with me tonight we're going to be talking about breakout rooms from the ins from the outs and we're going to do something a little special tonight not only are we going live but we're also going to be debating the differences pros cons etc between teams breakout rooms meet breakout rooms and even zoom breakout rooms as i said earlier we are live we're on facebook we are on youtube or even on periscope if you are out there watching live please leave a comment we would love to have you guys be a part of this show i want to bring on my co-host miss susan vincent susan how are you today welcome to the show are you ready to rumble I'm ready to rumble. Welcome everybody who's watching us live and listening to us on the podcast later. I'm so excited um, to talk about this topic tonight. Now you are, of course, a Zoom school. That's the side that you're going to be representing. Are are you, yep, uh, are you confident that you're going to come out with Zoom being the best breakout contender? I'm confident. I have some awesome comments from teachers to share and just some great stuff to talk about. So, yes, I'm ready. What, I bet you're so excited about your I, I am so there. excited about this. I actually made two videos last night about Teams breakout rooms, but I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous. We have a celebrity on the show tonight, somebody who yes. is going to tell – he's going to try to tell us that his product is better than our products. want to bring on the you one and only Mr. John Sowash. John, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. It is great to see you, my friend. How are you tonight? Jeff, Susan, thank you for inviting Welcome. me on to your show. Uh, yeah, honored to be here. Happy to share what I know. Now, guys, the uh, the show tonight is going to be very different than what we're used to. Uh, again, we are here debating on reasons why Teams has the b- best breakout room. And I got to tell you, is, is that what we're oh, doing? Wait, too? no, that's not what we're doing. No, no. What, what do you mean? Zoom, I, I'm zooming on in with my side of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking today all about Teams breakout rooms and why they're awesome. Isn't that right, John? I thought we were doing Google Meet. Google. Hey, they do have a breakout room, right? They do now. And that's a free thing, isn't it? Oh, I hear, as, both, it, I hear both uh, of you saying they do now. Zoom is not as uh, not as new as Teams. It's, uh, no. <laughs> Okay, well, let's just talk a little bit about this. And again, I see we have a lot of people here listening live. If you have a favorite breakout room, tell us in the comments why it starts with the letter T. John, now you are a Google guru, a trainer, an innovator. You've got your own SoWash adventures. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. How are things and and, and what's been going on with you uh, in, in the midst of all of the craziness that's going on in education right now? Yeah, well, like everybody, I'm uh, spending a lot of time in my home office in front of a computer screen. Um, former, I was a former high school uh, teacher, uh, former school principal, and for the last 
oh, about 10 years, I've been um, you know, focused on helping schools with G Suite for Education and Chromebooks. Um, in the past, that's been you know, in-person trainings and workshops, but for the last eight months, it's been uh, a lot of time spent on Google Meet. Talk to us a little bit about that, because many of us are, are Google schools. Um, some of them have breakout rooms. Some of them don't have breakout rooms. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you can find it, where you can find it? I know there's a there's a there's a, a subscription. Tell us a little bit about this product here. Sure. So, um, Google did finally launch breakout rooms and a host of additional features. Um, most of those features are tied to the enterprise edition of Google Meet. Um, so it, you know, it's part of G Suite for Education Enterprise, which really just rolls right off the tongue. Um, the enterprise uh, edition, you know, most schools are going to subscribe to the enterprise for the Google Meet features. There are many additional things that are included in there as well. Um, originality reports inside of Google Classroom being the most noteworthy for teachers. And then there's a whole bunch of very technical um, AI security things that most people aren't even aware of that are included with that uh, subscription as well. So it is important to know um, if you want to use breakout rooms inside of Google Meet, you will need the Enterprise Edition, which is it's a pretty good deal. Um, you know, I did a I did a whole podcast episode um, on the Enterprise Edition. Um, you know, just discussing, is it worth it? You know, schools are always very reluctant to spend money on things. And I understand, and, you know, everybody have to make their own decision. However, I think it really does represent um, a very good value. So I'm looking it up just so I don't um, get the pricing uh, wrong. So it's $48 per user per year. Uh, mm -hmm. for the enterprise edition, which sounds a, like a lot potentially. I mean, Jeff, I know you're in a pretty large school district, you know, 48 times, however many thousands of users there would, would <clears throat> break the bank. Google does not do a very good job of explaining this. You can buy as many licenses as you want. You can buy 10, you can buy a thousand. So it really will flex with your budget um, and only teachers, only the meeting host needs the premium version to get the breakout rooms um, and everything so, else. So do you buy the enterprise for the teachers or do you buy the enterprise for the students as well? How does all that work out? Just the teachers and even more specifically, like Jeff, I know you're in a hybrid district. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you had teachers who were specifically tasked with teaching remotely, you could buy just that group um, a license. So if you had 10 teachers who were doing all the remote instruction, 10 at 48 bucks and you're done. Um, so it's very flexible. Um, you know, when, once you kind of break it down, it's not bad. Uh, and I think districts need to come to grips, at least for this school year, you're gonna have to buy something. Right. Whether it's Zoom or Google Meet or Teams, you're gonna have to spend money. I mean, this is your classroom. These, these services are the number one touch point with students and teachers. And you're not going to get by on, you know, free real estate um, and not have a good experience anyways. Now, it's interesting that you say you must buy something because, I mean, of course, I'm going to tell you that Teams is, is packaged 
within the Microsoft suite. Many school districts do have a, even the Google schools, some still have Microsoft licenses, but you know, there are those schools that don't like to confine to, uh, you know, Microsoft or Google and, and Sue is in a wonderful school district. Um, she has a solution for this. Uh, tell us a little bit about zoom edu and how all that works. Yeah, we have the Zoom EDU plan, and I was just looking up, like John did, uh, to clarify pricing. I'm still looking for it. But back in the spring, when we first went to this, um, Google Meet just unfortunately wasn't quite there for us yet for the things we needed, breakout rooms being one of them, security features being another thing that was a huge thing. So back in the spring when we were remote, we decided we're going to have to pay some money to get something. And we had gotten used to Zoom and did all that. So we bought the uh, educational version of Zoom and then kept that. And that's, as John said, that's our classroom. We've been face-to-face and we've just recently in the past few weeks have had to go remote and it's there. But we have also hybrid learning going on. So Zoom has been used all year, even though we've been face-to-face for our hybrid learners. And that's been awesome. And with the educational version, we have so many more awesome security features that Jeff and I have debated about before. So go back and find that episode. And um, the breakout room feature has really came on strong for us in the last couple of months. So we're going to discuss. I've actually been using the Zoom breakout room features with my kids. Uh, my my kids' school district has a Zoom EDU account, and, and I do like how easy it is to use. Uh, do you find it easy to use, uh, Sue, to putting it all together and, and as a coach, even helping your teachers navigate it? Yes, and a lot of them, I mean, I've had so many conversations in the past three weeks since we've been remote of, a lot of them just getting in there and trying it on their own, and they're so proud of themselves. Hey, I figured this out. I set up a breakout room, and these are kindergarten and first grade teachers talking to me as well as high school teachers, but they've also been used for our administrative meetings um, when they do their monthly get-togethers, and we just so happen to be going through the accreditation process at our school. So it's been helpful there for all those different committees who are doing all of those different things for accreditation. So it's definitely been a lifesaver in this 2020 time frame. Well, speaking of lifesaver, yesterday, uh, Wednesday, the December the 9th here, um, I, I was I got into school early and one of our tech coaches reached out and said, hey, I found breakout rooms. Is this it? And we started poking around and looking at things. And then suddenly you can kind of see around the school. It's like, cool, we have this. And then I was looking on social media and I was like, okay, this is actually really cool. If you haven't seen the team's breakout rooms yet, you can head on over to TeacherCast. We've got a nice blog post. All the directions are there. But you know what? Team's breakout rooms is really cool. I love the fact that you can do up to 50 breakout rooms all at the same time. Just curious, Sue John, how many breakout rooms can you do with Zoom and, and Hangouts at once? 50, 50, 50, 50. Uh, you could you could do a hundred in Google Meet. I'm not sure why anyone would want a hundred, but I guess it's it's possible. Um, well, we came up we came up with the idea that if if a if a principal wants to do a faculty meeting, but then have all the teachers work independently, they could each be in their own breakout room. It's kind of weird, but it's there. So with Teams, you can do 50 rooms. You can move them all around, and of course, each room becomes a Teams meeting which means each meeting becomes a chat, has files attached to it. You've got your own individual things. 
we found it was really easy to do. I love the fact that it works on Mac. It works on Windows. It works on Chromebook. Uh, the feature is only right now available on the app, not on the uh, web browser. But you know what? Students don't need to be starting that stuff. All of our teachers have the web app. Now, Sue, I'm sure with Zoom, you can do breakout rooms no matter where you are, right? Uh, uh, yes, you can uh, join a breakout room um, on any device. You just cannot host one on um, your phone. So if you're a Zoom phone user and you're out and about in your car driving and listening to a Zoom meeting, uh, well, hopefully you wouldn't be hosting it and doing that. But you cannot create those breakout rooms through your phone. You have to be on a Chromebook or laptop type computer. So, John, a couple of questions about Meet Hangout uh, breakout rooms. I haven't tried this yet. I mean, in our school, we are still a Google primary school. We're switching uh, to more Microsoft products this year and in the future. Can you do Meet breakout rooms through the Google Classroom link, or do you have to set it up specifically through meet.google? So breakout rooms are just a, a function, a component within um, Google Meet itself. So no matter where you create your link, if it's you know Google Calendar, um, Meet itself, or Google Classroom, your students are going to go to, they call it the main room, and then from the main room, the host, that's the creator of the the meeting can enable and configure breakout rooms. So I guess the the benefit for Google schools in using Google Meet is the integration with the other Google products. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, whether you're in Teams or Zoom or Meet, you're ending up in a room with whoever you're assigned to be there with. Mm -hmm. um, it really is going to come down to how your users are going to get to that point. And it makes you know a big difference uh, from a simplicity standpoint if it integrates to other tools that you're already using. And you know, I think that is the piece. You know, Zoom definitely has the edge in terms of that's all they do, but that's also all they do. And so you're not you're never going to use Zoom as your only tool and solution. You're always going to be combining it with you know, a word processing program with a slide presentation program with other things. Whereas Microsoft, Google, they're giving you the whole package of everything uh, together. So are you going to take that from him? He's He's got a point, but, you know, <laughs> Google is so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Versatile. So we can just drop those links right in the chat. I can get that viewable link. I can get the editable link and the chat's right there for me to drop the link into. So, and if you wanted to, to you can always use your Microsoft products too with your Zoom stuff. I mean, you could be in a Zoom call and running Teams at the same time, right? Absolutely. And if you're on Teams, you can just use Teams breakout rooms. I know that's what you're going to say, right? Yep. I love the fact, as John was mentioning, that inside of Teams, you do have that whole infrastructure where if you have your your teams, your channels, your files, your your all of that one noteness, your class notebooks, you have that opportunity to create those things. I've also been working this uh, today on doing breakout rooms with students who are on mobile devices, on iPads, on phones. It is really, really simple. John, I would imagine on on, on Chromebooks it works the same on on. You know, if I was on Meet on my phone or on my iPad, I'm assuming from the student point of view, it's just as easy to be using any kind of device. 
Yeah, Meet works well on um, all laptops, Mac, PC, Chromebook, um, and works very well on mobile devices. Now, there are some, some of the premium features are not fully available on mobile yet. Breakout rooms are available, so you can use uh, breakout rooms, you know, on iPads and, and phones. Um, some of the other things, uh, the polling, the Q&A, those features have not yet been um, ported over to the mobile experience. So when we're looking at these things from a coaching point of view, why would we want to be introducing breakout rooms? Why would a teacher want to take the the craziness of what is a virtual classroom right now and split their students up? Should they do it every day? Should they do it for every lesson? Should they have other adults to meet with those students at the same time? How do you start to introduce the concept of breakout rooms? Well, I mean, those things you just listed is the beauty of it. You know, you, you can do all those things and you can use that opportunity as an adaptation for your face-to-face -face classroom. You know, I have several examples and they'll be in the show notes of just various things my different teachers are figuring out that they can use it for. You know, I have, uh, we have a huge uh, Project Lead the Way program and doing the uh, medical investigations uh, courses through the Project Lead the Way program. And one of those teachers is using those just for those small group discussions that are required in that curriculum. Mm -hmm. You know, we were suddenly asked to go remote um, throughout the whole state. And so she's like, I rely on those discussions, those face-to-face -face discussions. So those breakout rooms have been huge for her. And then we also have our program where our students who have chosen to be virtual the whole year, and we dedicated three elementary teachers um, to accommodate those elementary students. And, you know, so much assessment goes on at the elementary level, at secondary level too, but just so much reading assessment. So there's times where she's having a reading group and she's got the whole, you know, eight, 10 member reading group in a whole zoom session but then she may need to go over here and do this reading inventory in a breakout room with one student that may take three to five minutes for them to do a fluency test so she's using breakout rooms for that i, just, I thought that was just awesome and that's just something that's evolved from her throughout the year so uh, conducting those assessments and then at the high school social studies level again this is all in the show notes where um, they're just using them for groups to create a slide presentation on, you know, whatever topic is at hand, and then they're presenting just like you would in class. So as a coach, I've used obviously those examples for teachers and, you know, um, peer um, encouragement to uh, bring that on, you know. Sometimes as a coach, it's best to delegate those experiences and have them show their own peers what they're learning through all of this. So that's been huge for us. So let's take a look at these three applications in terms of security. You know, one of the things that I mentioned on the video that we created on TeacherCast was the fact that with a Teams meeting, you can set up who is allowed in the meeting versus who has to go to the waiting room. And then there's also a nice feature that says, you know, do I want to leave the meeting or do I want to end and shut down the meeting? So basically you can control who's in and who's out. Now, I think any school district these days does have the issue of kids kind of pushing those levers and trying to see if they can test the system. John, I want to start with you here. What kind of security features, whether it be the free version or the enterprise version, are available in meets, meet breakout rooms, et cetera. So that way a, a teacher can feel safe 
about uh, being in a virtual learning environment? Yeah, so the security features are just a standard element of Google Meets. It's not you know part of the premium package. Everybody gets the same security controls. Um, Google treats users is basically one of two uh, groups. You have your internal users, um, which you can just allow directly in um, if you're comfortable with that, or um, you can require that they request access. Um, external users, users from outside your domain, must always request uh, permission to join, and the meeting host can accept or um, or reject them. So there's a, a new feature uh, called quick access that the meeting host can turn on or off, and that determines if, again, they have to request or just uh, allowed in. Um, just in the last couple of days, Google announced um, they are making some of these features sticky. So, uh, you know, teachers get annoyed because if you're meeting every single day and you have a certain way that you want your meet set up, um, up until recently, you had to make these changes and set it up every single time. But um, rolling out now, these settings will be sticky. So you set them once and as long as you're using the same link, those settings will remain the way you left them uh, the next time you uh, start things up. Now, one of our listeners out there, I'm going to pull this up again, talks about the difference between using Google Enterprise and Breakout Rooms extensions. Um, talk to us a little bit about this. Why would a district want to do the Enterprise? I know we mentioned that a little earlier, but versus going with these Chrome extensions, if you have a Chrome extension that you want to recommend, please feel free. But what would be the differences between these two different kinds of ways of using breakout rooms? So there's, you know, Google Meet did not have breakout rooms for a long time, and it was a, a, a glaring hole. I mean, this is a standard feature that should be included. Um, and so as teachers are known to do, we came up with solutions. Um, so, so there are extensions that will do their best to replicate a breakout room experience. Essentially what these extensions are doing is launching a number of just standard Google Meet sessions simultaneously. So it's always interesting, like you can open up in your browser as many Google Meet rooms as you want or as your computer will allow before it catches on fire. Um, <laughs> And so these extensions will just, you know, you just say, okay, I want 10 Google Meet sessions, and then they open them up, but then you have to invite the students to join those breakout rooms. Um, the teacher has to remain in all of those breakout rooms. They're all separate, you know, individual instances. So there's, there's no communication. The movement between the rooms is limited. I give teachers a ton of credit. I mean, some of them have mastered this. Students have mastered it. It is possible. I have been very reluctant to recommend this solution because I don't feel that a teacher should have to work this hard for such a basic feature. Um, you know, if schools want teachers to provide differentiated, um, you know, personalized learning, then they need to make sure that teachers have the tools that they need to make that happen. And so you need to go out and you need to buy Zoom or you need to buy Teams or you need to buy Google Meet. Like forcing teachers to do, you know, these contortions to get such a standard thing, I just, I, it's it's disappointing. I mean, it's, it's, it's like saying, okay, we're not going to give you a classroom. We just want you to go, you know, go hunt around your community and find a place to meet. 
for the day. Like that would not be an acceptable solution in the physical world, but that's kind of what we're doing with, um, with virtual instruction. Yeah, that's an awesome illustration, John. I mean, that that really hit home. And, you know, I think they should hopefully hit home to a lot of you listeners out there, you know, and, you know, I personally have been very fortunate in our school system where, you know, we did by Zoom and our IT department and um, my department uh, curriculum, uh, we've worked hand in hand to make that work for us. So, I, I mean... I have worked, I work with hundreds of schools across the country and the world. I talk to school administrators all the time. You know, they are spending money on a variety of things. And there's a lot of things that need to be purchased. Neither purchasing Zoom or Google Meet, this is like a tiny expense. I, I mean, I think it's like 2,500 bucks for a hundred teachers for Zoom. It's similar for like $2,500 to provide your teachers with the backbone of their virtual instruction. I mean, that does not, I mean, they're going out and buying, you know, thousands of Chromebooks and, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in technology. This is, this is tiny in comparison. Yes. I, I completely agree with all of that stuff, right? Making sure that your teachers have what they need is there making sure that your teachers have the tools and the abilities is, is there, but, but yet there's still this zoom thing. Uh, Sue, talk to us a little bit about some of the advantages to using the zoom product. Like obviously when you're looking at teams and how wonderful it is and, and you're looking over at meat and some of the things that it can do, what, what about zoom stands out for school districts to go? That's the direction that I want to go. Uh, user friendliness for one thing. It's just, um, and, and I've poked around in Teams, and Jeff here has taught me a lot about it. I've not been a Microsoft user for a few years, but um, for us, for Zoom, it was just the user friendliness, the ease of use for both teachers and students to quickly get in there and get used to it. And then um, as we move toward purchasing the educational version, it was that security feature. Um, so myself, my coworker, and our IT director, we have our admin access and, you know, we can monitor those accounts, we can approve people, we can set those um, entire school system settings um, in addition to uh, on the personal profiles, they can set their own settings, but we're able to set some district settings to um, help monitor the security of our students. And then on the students and parents side, um, you know, after I trained them, I made several videos. Um, I felt like I made um, a whole season of Zoom episodes for them uh, back in the spring. But, you know, they were so grateful for those and talked um, and raved about how user friendly it was. So for us, it was security and user friendliness. As we look through all of the different features here, I know that we are really getting started with this whole breakout room concept. I want to ask one more question to both of you guys on this topic here, because this is what a teacher asked me today. But what is one feature that you wish your breakout room application had that either maybe you know is coming or you'd really like to have? Sue, so what's one thing that you really wish Zoom breakout rooms could do that it doesn't currently do? Um, maybe more like live collaboration, kind of like J John mentioned a while ago, maybe if we could integrate, you know, those Google Slides a little mm -hmm. bit more prominently there instead of having to follow that link. That would be huge for us. John, how about yourself? Oh, I've got a list. How much time do we have left? I'll give you the <laughs> so, whole screen. <laughs> um, so 
Sue, you're you're being way too kind. Uh, you know, Zoom has a definite advantage, definite edge um, in turn break with breakout rooms over uh, at least Google Meet. So Google Meet only just received it. We have the basics, um, which is nice. Now they have added a new feature, which is cool. If you haven't noticed, there is now a timer for the breakout rooms. Uh, so you can set a timer with them. Um, and there is a, a new um, ask for help button. So a student inside of a breakout room can click ask for help. And then the meeting host has said, hey, I need help. And they know where to go. So that's cool. Um, but we've got a long list of improvements that still um, need to be made. The, the big one for me would be the ability to send chat messages into the breakout rooms. So currently, like if you want your students to uh, click on a link and read an article um, or do some kind of an activity in their breakout rooms, you have to give them the link in the main room, tell them to click on it, have it open, because once they leave and go to the breakout rooms, they don't have that link anymore. So the ability to send messages and say, okay, for the first three minutes you do this and second three minutes you do that, that would be killer. That would be um, a great um, feature. Um, secondly, you know, the ability um, to kind of monitor uh, what's going on in those breakout rooms, um, you know, see the chat or some kind of a, a window where it says how many active participants are in those rooms and actually participating, that would be extremely helpful. Um, and then right now, one of the big issues is the breakout rooms end and it will say breakout rooms have ended. Click here to rejoin the main room. But if a student leaves their desk, gets up or just isn't paying attention, they stay in this kind of limbo state where the breakout room has ended, but they haven't clicked to rejoin the main room. Um, and so they're kind of uh, in no man's land. So students can't be pulled into uh, back into the main room they have to click and sometimes they get lost along the way so those are some um, some big ones um, one more that teachers have really been requesting is uh, the ability to pre-set or save their breakout rooms now this will be very difficult to do because you know you how do you set up a breakout room you you know don't even know who's in the session Google can do this because of Google Classroom. So mm -hmm. what we need to see is an integration between Classroom and Google Meet where I actually set up my project groups in Google Classroom and then those groups are known or understood by Google Meet so that when I set up a session, they're like, hey, do you want to use the project groups you created from Google Classroom? I was like, why, yes, I would. And then it would automatically put my, my students into those preset groups. because. It, research tells us that small groups, um, it, it's best to leave your small groups together for a period of time so that students can become comfortable with one another. And right now with Google Meet, you have to manually do that. You can't, it, and it's just hard. It's, it's a lot of extra legwork. So if, you know, the same five kids could meet together for 10 minutes every day for, you know, a quarter, you know, they can start to build relationships. Certainly not what we would get in the traditional classroom, but we're doing our best. You know, it's funny you mentioned a couple of things. The one thing that my teacher today asked me if it was available is that timer and that time limit thing. And, and I, I never even thought about it until he said it. And I realized, okay, yes, Google does have that. That's a cool feature. What Teams does have that John was just mentioning uh, isn't available in, in, in the uh, Google side is the fact that in Teams, you can send a message through to all the breakout rooms at the same time. 
Now that you said that, John, I have the player that I don't know if you can do links, if they become live links. I would assume so. But yes, you can send a message to all of your participants in the different breakout rooms. Um, and as far as pulling people in, I remember clicking on the button and it gives you a, a list that says like in 10 seconds, you're going to be brought back here. Uh, and there is a button up on top that says return to sender, if you yep. will. Um, but you know what? For a day being out, obviously Microsoft's got a long ways to go. I mean, like we said, right now it's available only on the app. I'm assuming there's plans down the road 2021 to have it be available on the app version the web version only um right now there's a lot of uh, app only features that aren't available things like grid view um i don't know if you guys heard but uh, uh, rolling out right now is 49 by 49 i think it, it i think I larger that. Grid yeah, view so that's pretty cool without the need for a chrome extension and stuff like that so there's a lot of great things that you can do with that stuff and you know i'm looking forward to turning the page here into 2021 to seeing what's there um guys i want to say thank you of course we've got a live audience if you guys have any great features that you like yes. or would you like to see please leave those in the comments we're going to be sharing this out this episode is going to go live over on askthetechcoach.com on monday so thank you guys for sticking around john while i have you you know with this is ask the tech coach you are our tech coach in residence tonight and i know as you said you do work with all these different school districts you got a lot of tech coaches watching right now what are some of the things that are still pressing issues for all the school districts that you work on? I mean, obviously, I would assume Google Classroom training is big, maybe not as it was yesterday, but still there. What are some of those things that when people call and say, John, I need training on for my staff, what are those hot buttons still? Well, I mean, there's always the 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 general training. I mean, there is always a pocket of teachers who are struggling with Google Classroom or Google Meet, you know, the basics. And I, I'm more than happy to walk people through those, you know, basic things as often as necessary. Um, for teachers who have mastered the basics, um, the, the challenge is engagement. You know, online learning got old about four months ago. You know, the, the shine, the luster, it's worn off. It's just hard work. And teachers are struggling to find new ways to engage students. I would say probably one of the, the number one things that I see floating around is teachers who are just sick of looking at black squares on their screen. Uh, you know, how do I how do I engage my students? How do I convince them to unmute themselves and talk and ask questions and feel comfortable to have their mics on? Like everybody craves that, you know, personal connection. We know we're not going to get what we're accustomed to and face to face, but we're trying to do the best we can. And so engagement and coming up with real authentic ways. I mean, we've been talking about breakout rooms this entire time. I mean, breakout rooms, great. Use whatever you want. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Right. Like, what are you going to actually Absolutely. use them to engage your student? Like, no kid wants to just be thrown into a room with four other random students. You're like, okay, what are we supposed to do here? Like, you got to come up with creative ways to use this that, that students are actually going to be prepared to participate in. Um, so, you know, breakout rooms are no magic, you know, secret sauce here. You have to do some hard work to figure out what are we going to do with it. And, you know, that's what teachers are struggling with is I have these tools. I've gotten training on these tools. 
but how do I use it for kindergarten or third grade or math or science or AP calculus? Like, how do I actually teach my subject in an online format like this? And I'm glad that you mentioned that because we do find here that the same teachers that are saying, I see nothing but squares, they don't participate, they're not there, they're still in bed, are the same ones that are looking for the breakout rooms that want to do these dynamic things. And I'm sitting here looking at it going, if you take a bunch of people who aren't motivated and you separate them into 50 different groups, <laughs> does that motivate them or does that just give them a place where you're not, but they are and then what ends up happening with all those different things? And obviously, there's pedagogy involved. There's there's teaching style. There's all those different things. And you know, there's certainly another an opportunity for another podcast and all of these things. But you know, John, I want to say thank you for showing up tonight and happy yeah. holidays. I, I love seeing all the pictures of your family running all around the United States. And I'm looking forward to seeing some of the big things. I know you also have a great YouTube channel that. I got to tell you, I look up to an awful lot and see the great things. I see that amazing wall behind you. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing these days and where can we subscribe? Yeah, so um, my big thing is uh, the Chromebook Classroom. That's my blog and podcast. Uh, you can check me out, uh, all my resources over at chrmbook.com. Excellent. And Sue, you know, this is going to be the last episode that we have before 2021. Yes. And we're doing that for one important reason, to give you and I some time to finally put that website together and get that launched. What Absolutely. is that website that we're going to be launching in 2023? 2021. 2021. We're going to get there. We're going to get and of course, you know, I think what we understand tonight, Sue, is that there is a clear favorite here for breakout rooms, a clear um, application that does more than anything else and, and is available for more people than anything else. And Zoom. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not Zoom. I'll tell you that. It's, it's certainly Zoom teams in here. So there's a lot of things. Um, guys, I want to say thank you one more time. Thank you to everybody who's out there. We've got some great participants. Uh, Dr. Krinas stopped by. Melissa Summerford stopped by. Tammy Dunbar stopped by. Lots of great people. And, of course, we are here every single Monday morning at 6 a.m. only on your favorite podcasting network. And so that wraps up this episode of Ask the Tech Coach. On behalf of Sue and John and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.